And the two writers are with us right now, Lyle Swickard and Carl Thumpstone. First of all, hello, Mr. Thumpstone. Hello to you. And Mr. Swickard is there, too. Well, Carl's actually in the other room. Did you want me to get him? Yeah, that'd be great, because you co-wrote the book. Yeah. We thought we would talk to both of you uh, together. Okay, hang on. I'll get him. Same time. Hey, Carl! So, um, in a moment here, we'll be talking to the the two men who co-wrote the book, both Lyle Swickard and Carl Thumpstone. Hi, this is Carl. How you doing? Who's this? Guy from the radio. Okay. So, Lyle is on now, too, correct? Well, no, uh, he said you wanted to talk to me. Well, I want to talk to both of you together. Hang on a second. All right. Hey, Lyle! I don't Sorry about this. I don't know what the snafu is. Lyle, get on the phone! Having a little trouble getting these... Guys both on at the same hi, time. Hi, this is Lyle. Hi, hi, Who's hi. this? It's the same guy from earlier. I remember, yeah. Now, finally, you're there and your friend No, is... I'll go get him. No, wait. Just stay on the line. Would you please just stay okay, with me? I, right. I'm just yeah. going to talk to you, all right? Mm-hmm. Now, in Chapter 3 of the book, you uh, write... Actually, Carl wrote that chapter, no. so let me get no, it No, 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 wait. Just stay Carl! on... Oh, for crying out Carl! loud. Why did Why did we even book these two goobers you? in the first place? It's a terrible book, by the way. I could barely get through it myself. Hi, this is Carl. Right, right. Who's this? Same guy you talked to earlier. Cool. Now listen carefully. Do you have a second phone? Yeah. That Lyle could okay. pick up. Yep. Yeah. yeah, we Same do. line. We, 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 we do. So yeah. you'd be on the line. All right. He'd be on the uh, line. Okay. You'd both hey, be on together. Lyle, pick up the other line. This should not be this hard. Pick up the other phone. This doesn't happen on other shows. Pick it up. Ay, 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 yeah. Ay. Hi, this is Lyle. All right. And you're on too, Carl. Yeah, I'm here. So then I've got you both on. Yep. I. Yep. It's a miracle. I, I don't know what the big hang-up on this thing was. I just, what? what? Hang up. Okay. Okay. No, not... I'm going home. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it. Yeah. It's love and time. As you were saying, I, I li- a, a regular listener, Peculiar Podcast. I've got a signed box of pineapple upside down, pineapple upside down cake from uh, um, Lake Forest Park in the Rain light. Of pe- terror that's continues. right. That's right. It turns, turns, turns the rain of terror. That's legit. And it turns, turns, turns the rain of terror. The rain of terror. And this fellow, of course, is referring to our much. Encouraged practice of guerrilla efforts to sneak into grocery stores everywhere and turn pineapple upside down cake mix boxes upside down as a clear message of protest to the man. So, hey, how about that? We have an actual listener. That was an unsolicited uh, sound pop from a guy who's working down at the Seafair Hydro Races uh, last week. And uh, nobody paid him to say that. I can't believe it. But uh, that, how, <laughs> what a sweet guy to say well, all those things. Well, now we're going to have to pay him. So Now we're going to get rolling. You watch. It starts like this, and then pretty soon, exponentially, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. You know right. what we have not done? We have not... It's because I, I know both of you and I are the same way. We just can't... Uh, we, we just would never willing to mount a Kickstarter campaign... We don't know uh, how to. We don't know how to solicit uh, effectively for advertisers, and we, as uh, they they said in in uh, in uh, Tennessee Williams play, uh, Blanche said it. I rely on the kindness of strangers, and that's kind of what we do. Indeed. Uh, uh, but I want to thank. We got a lot of people to thank for their largesse. Too many names to to uh, to list here, but thank you everybody who drop everything from a quarter to. You know, a hundred bucks sometimes plus. All we, you know, all, all it goes towards is paying for our website, mm-hmm. and uh, and then we have to pay off our, you know, drug dealers, of course. But uh, <laughs> right. we thank you for all and of our that. lawyers. We have an extensive <laughs> oh legal God. team. God, yeah. lawyers are expensive, aren't they? No kidding. Gee, no kidding. Crazy. Yeah. So those donations are so very kind. We love our <laughs> listeners for giving us money. It's awesome. The best of these podcasts, in my opinion, is when we can be 
together in the same room looking at each other in the face. Yeah. But as it happens today, uh, I am uh, in central Oregon, as is often the case, where yeah. I largely live now, and you are in, uh, in Seattle at your home. Mm-hmm. And as we record this, um, you know, we, we always approach these podcasts as uh, we think, let's just, let's be, try to be as funny as we can, as entertaining as possible. We don't succeed all the time. Mostly you do, and mostly I don't. <laughs> but Not once true. in a while, the, the way of the world is such that we cannot just look the other way and pretend like something's not going on. Some people may find that annoying, that a couple of rubes like us uh, think we can comment on things. But everybody has the right to do that. Everybody has a right to feel what they feel yeah. and, to, uh, and to observe and to comment upon what's happening in our country and our planet. And as we record this today, we have uh, just had a spate of mass shootings in this country again. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of this moment, the numbers are 20 in El Paso in a uh, Walmart, nine in Dayton, Ohio, just the next day. And yes. they say that that one, if the police had not been already on hand, could have been in the hundreds of people. Gee, wouldn't that be great? We could set a new record. And then the th- previous to that, three in Gilroy, Texas. And it just goes on and on. And by the time this podcast gets put together Gilroy, and online, California. there could be many more. Uh, who knows? It just Gilroy, is madness. Gilroy, Gilroy California. California. Sorry. Yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> I, I went to bed last night. Um, I had El Paso on my mind. And I was thinking, you know, I wonder if those people at the Walmart were thinking about the people in Gilroy, mere days, five days prior, um, at the garlic festival. I'm, I, I, they might have, I don't know if they were, but that was on my mind when I went to bed, I was thinking about El Paso and then I freaking wake up this morning and I'm like, just stunned that there's been a shooting in Dayton and it's, it feels terrifying to me. I always think I'm going to be next. I wonder, are you going to be next, Pat? Um, Somebody's going to be next. There is a 100% chance that there will be another mass shooting. Somebody's going to be next. It might be somebody listening to this podcast. It might be you. It might be me. And it's terrifying because I, I think about... You can do everything right in life, pay your taxes, be a kind person, uh, not cheat on your spouse, uh, be great at your job. It doesn't matter. It's so random that somebody could just end that. It seems extraordinarily unfair, and I feel very helpless. I'm just feeling a lot of despair this morning, and I told you I wasn't sure I was going to be able to take the podcast because I'm just feeling it's just too much to bear. How do we bear this? I don't know how to bear it. I don't know. I mean, uh, it's the unanswerable question. The The other part of it is, the big bigger part of it is, are we going to just feel sad or feel outraged? And then tomorrow we'll just move on and nothing will be done. Uh, nobody will stand up to the gun lobby uh, in Congress or anywhere else, and, and it will just continue on. Now, you know, I, I understand people that embrace guns. I mean, and there are some things, I, I'm thinking of like cell phones, for example. We all say, hey, get off your phones and let's just put them aside. For, But that genie's out of the bottle. I, I don't see that yeah. behavior changing ever. And I right. don't see gun gun-loving behavior changing either. But why in the world do we, cannot we at least address some of these crazy things like these uh, assault weapons. This guy, uh, for example, which Dayton, one? That's it, the other thing. Yeah, that's the other was, thing. That's the other thing that bothers me. You get up today and somebody says, "Hey, gosh, what about that shooting yesterday?" And you go, "Which one?" Yeah, which that, one? That's that's just insane to me that we even have to say, "Well, which one are you talking about?" Yeah, this guy has had a one of those assault weapons, and they said that if police happen to be on the scene already. Uh, in that part of Dayton because it was a popular place to be, and they always had a police presence there, so they took him out pretty quickly. But in just a minute, he killed nine people. If there had been no police there, 
Right. Uh, it could have been hundreds of people. And, yes. and, and so we can't even address these assault weapons. We can't close the, the gun, uh, you know, the gun show loop holes and all of that stuff. And it just stays the same. Everything, Somebody... everything in the world, in, in, especially in this country, when we've had a problem, when we had polio, God damn it, we worked yep. and figured out yep. a way to eradicate it. Uh, right. Every human problem you can think of, there are people and and humans who are smart enough to take on these things and, and fix the problems and end the madness. And everybody must know that this is madness. And you can point to, well, it's uh, it has to do with people's uh, mental health and, or it's, excuse me, here's some kids going by and, as I yes. see happy little kids going by, that yeah. makes it even more poignant. It it, it really does. Now they got to um, think about that in school all the time. Yeah, they do. There was a a tweet that I uh, somebody tweeted retweeted this um, this morning. This was a tweet from 2015, uh, f- uh, four years ago. Somebody wrote this, and they said, in retrospect. Sandy Hook marked the end of the U.S. gun control debate because once America decided killing children was bearable, it's, mm-hmm. it was over. It's yeah. over. Yeah. It's over. There's no. I, I. We've had this gun debate since Sandy Hook is five years old, and still nothing. I remember and, you and, and I did a states, radio show that very day. Not not a podcast, but we were on a Seattle radio station, and we. We, we talked about it men. a lot, and I remember had the feeling at the time. I said, "Well, here, here's a cha- here's a game yes, changer. Finally, yeah, yeah finally, yeah. something's going to be done." And the problem is that things get done on the state level, but this guy, this El Paso guy, uh, or the California, the Gilroy guy, did he went and got a gun over state lines? I believe right. one right. of the two did. So it has, can't be on the state level. This has to be a federal. Uh, this has to be a federal mandate. A federal effort and it's just not happening and the reason why three letters there's three letters the reason why i don't know nra nra i I think that's certainly certainly a part of it but i uh i i just uh i'm you know like like anybody else i'm just i'm just absolutely convinced there'll be no change no, and there what, what what if there the, let's be. say that that El Paso uh, the Dayton one for example where nine were killed turned out indeed to have been a hundred let's say a hundred and eighty people killed yep something like that yeah sure is there a magic number when we finally no. say okay enough is enough no no and and again I go back to this tweet once we all decided killing children we can deal with that well yeah. then there's no more gun debate so it doesn't matter the number it doesn't matter at all apparently not um. And I think that you're right about that argument with mental health. You know what, though? Sweden has tons of mentally ill people. Australia has tons of mentally ill people. Mentally ill people are not confined to the United States of America. They are everywhere. We are the only country that has this problem. We are the only country that has this problem. Yeah. And it, it, it just, it, it is, it's... If a guy is it an arsonist, let's, let's give him easy access to gasoline and matches. That's that's what it seems like. Why why not make right. it a little at least as hard to get a gun as it is to get a driver's license? At least that hard, and it doesn't seem to to be difficult at all. And to get these major guns and huge magazines and and uh, and I know there will be those who will you know think this is is political, but. This is why I think the leader of the free world, the leader of our country, the president of the United States, sets an, a, a huge tone here. And I remember after Sandy Hook, Obama coming on camera, getting upset, getting emotional in a real, genuinely sympathetic and empathetic way. That's what a president is to me. It's somebody who is a consoler in chief. Mm-hmm. And gets and gets angry and gets sad and feels real feelings, the feelings mm-hmm. that that his constituents have. We've endured too many of these tragedies in the past few years. And each time I learn the news, I react not as a president, but as anybody else would, as a parent. And that was especially true today. I know there's not a parent in America who doesn't feel the same overwhelming grief that I do. The majority of those who died today were children. Uh, 
beautiful little kids between the ages of 5 and 10 years old. They had their entire lives ahead of them. Birthdays, graduations, weddings, kids of their own. This evening, Michelle and I will do what I know every parent in America will do, which is hug our children a little tighter, and we'll tell them that we love them, and we'll remind each other how deeply we love one another. But there are families in Connecticut who cannot do that tonight, and they need all of us right now. In the hard days to come, that community needs us to be at our best as Americans, and I will do everything in my power as president to help. Because while nothing can fill the space of a lost child or loved one, all of us can extend a hand to those in need to remind them that we are there for them, that we are praying for them, that the love they felt for those they lost endures not just in their memories but also in ours. May God bless the memory of the victims. And in the words of Scripture, heal the brokenhearted and bind up their wounds. I'm sorry. This guy in office right now fuels yeah. the kind of thing that we saw happen. And you right. can say, no, it's not his fault. That's, that's bogus. Well, you know what? Maybe he is not, maybe he's not the cause of this, but he's, he is the bullhorn for people who feel... Uh, white nationalism. He might, he might not have pulled the trigger, but he put the bullets in the gun. That's how I feel about it. I think there's blame on both sides, and I have no doubt about it, and you don't have any doubt about it either. But you also had people that were very fine people on both sides. And if he can't step forward and say, you know what, I, I, this is madness. Uh, his initial remark was but about Pat, about the cowardice of the shooter and all of that. That right. avoiding the bigger issue, right? By, by a long yeah. shot. Yeah, very yeah. fine people. Remember, uh, yeah. neo Nazis—they're very fine people. He yeah. said those words. Um, I do think it's political. I, I think this is very political. I hate it when people say, oh, don't make it political. It is political. Sure. And it's political because the NRA is in every one of these pol politicians' pockets. The amount of money that these poli that they throw at the politicians, I don't think people even still really get that. They are the ones, they are the lobbyists that are controlling all of this. Why do you think McConnell isn't even putting these these bills through on the floor? They're sitting there. They're sitting there waiting to go, but 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 but, the, but they're they're on summer vacation now. And I really hope, I really really hope, somebody calls them back hey. today. Today we're you and I are taping on a Sunday. I hope tomorrow Monday morning, they put their sunscreen away and their little beach balls, and they come back and they do their job because hundred percent chance another mass shooting is going to happen. We've had three in a week, three three in yeah. one week. It's yeah. just. As of now. As, as of now. As of re our recording time here. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I don't, so there's no, you know, we've talked about it before. Everybody talks about it. And, and that's fine to talk about it. But if nothing right. ultimately comes of it, if nobody, if there's no leadership to make change happen, then yeah. it's just a circular argument and it's pointless and it's sad and it's crazy and there will be more shootings. And, and this doesn't happen in the other parts of the world. We like to hold ourselves up with all this American exceptionalism and right. aren't we this great beacon of, uh, of uh, liberty in the world and everybody should be like us. And, mm -hmm. and in some ways we fall down the hardest oh, God. By, by this idea that, that, that liberty means that you can do whatever you want you can you we yep. you don't let it don't let anybody take your guns away let's let's not even think of this thing through let's just keep it like it's going it's not anything to do with guns it's the idiots that that shoot other people it's mm -hmm. mental illness it's this at that uh I, and, and so again it'll be sitting on your hands that's why i i hope that uh, this will become a big, big part of the political debate as we come into this election uh -huh. year. It has to be. It has and to be. And it could be a difference maker. If somebody, yeah. a Democrat, an independent, or God forbid, a Republican, stands mm -hmm. up and says, okay, mm -hmm. 
This is madness. This is nuts. Mm-hmm. We, we, don't need, we don't need to even discuss this anymore. We've got to do something now. It's a national emergency. Yeah. It's the real it, emergency. It's not the one has, on the border. It has been a national emergency for years. It, it, yeah. So it, it, this is why I feel so hopeless. But yeah. I, I don't want to. No, we'll move, let's move on. Happiness is a warm gun. What I normally do when I'm, um, and thanks for letting me talk to you. I don't have really many people to talk to about stuff. And I, I just woke up very upset this morning, but oftentimes what I do, I know this is probably not a smart thing to do, but I will often go shopping like today. Now I feel like I'm going to go, I'm going to go shopping. I'm going to go to the nursery and buy plants and try to put some of these horrible dark feelings aside and so isn't the liquor store closed on a sunday (laughs) no i already stocked up that i I plan ahead for that yeah Yeah, so i plan ahead for that but i i was i was drinking the other night now that you mention it and i uh i went on have you ever like drunk online shopped have you like have you had a couple of whiskeys and went on I to can't Amazon tell you. or something? Yeah, I can't tell you that I haven't, but I've <laughs> okay. always told you the story about my one of my very good friends who okay. woke up in the morning and he saw his, <laughs> he, had, he had drank heavily, and he woke up in the morning and scattered across his bed were a bunch of credit cards, and he stepped, and he said, oh my God, what have I done? And then like a month later, he received in the mail the greatest hits of Willie Nelson. <laughs> And he says, I was not even a Willie Nelson fan, but I was watching some 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 infomercial, and I thought, boy, i got to get that. And he could barely remember it. So, yeah, yeah drunk so, shopping's not a good idea. Well, i got to get drunk, and I sure do dread it, because I know just what I'm going to do. I start to spend my money calling everybody honey and wind up singing the blues. I've spent my whole paycheck on some old wreck. Brother, I can name you a few Well, I gotta get drunk And I sure do dread it Cause I know just what I'm gonna do So I I, I got drunk the other night And I <laughs> don't know how I found it But I figure I just realized I need Oh my god I need a retractable hose reel An automatic <laughs> retractable hose reel I just yeah. have to have it yeah, For the I don't bathroom know why. Yeah. I don't know why I need one, but I gotta have one. So I'm on Amazon, and 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 when you're drunk, prices really know nothing. Impediment, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Do you know that I bought not one? I bought two retractable hose reels because then I realized I need one for the front of the house and I need right. one for the back of the house. These aren't cheap. These are two hundred dollars a piece. What? Two hundred dollars. And a you piece. bought them? I, I bought them. Ding, oh, ching, ding. Now the. The problem, too, is that they come very quickly. So it's like you don't have a whole lot of time to go, oh, because Amazon Prime, next day, there it is. I'm like, oh, no, what did I do? So I went online because I wanted to see, am I am I alone in, in this where I just get online and drunk shop? And apparently uh, there's, a, there's an article about uh, somebody who had done a survey of two, about 200,000 alcohol-consuming American adults. They found that drunk shopping... Yeah, is a forty-five billion dollar a year industry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no! And they say here's some of the key findings: seventy-nine percent of alcohol consumers have made at least one drunk purchase. You want to know what they they spend on average per per drunk shopper for that? An average of four hundred and forty-four dollars. Oh my god! Do you want to know what the most common drunk purchases are? Let me let me see if I can guess. Um. Well, I probably, why did I say that? Because I can't. Let's say, I think it's probably 
you know, entertainment items like uh, music offers and, and mm. or books. No, uh, it's not. ShamWow. No. <laughs> no, it's not. The stuff the that you put on your boat to keep it from uh, no, cutting the in most, half. The most common drunk purchases are clothing and shoes. That category just goes through the roof when people have been drinking. They're like, I need that shirt. Oh, those shoes are cute. <laughs> so this reminded me when I saw this that I had gone on another little drinking binge a couple of years ago. And, oh, by the way, Amazon is the drunk shopping platform of choice, which oh, is yeah. mine too. Oh, yeah. It's got to so be. So I, I had done this a couple summers ago. I I must have, I had a, I'm still finding boxes of sandals. I ordered, I must have ordered 10 pairs of sandals in one sitting. I went, oh, those are cute. Ding! Oh, my God. Look at how cute those. Ding! I'm still, I went to look for something in my, in the back part of my garage pantry there's two boxes of brand new pairs of sandals i just threw back there because i'm like well there they are all we right have, so who we, we i'm sorry to interrupt you we we had some people over yesterday we sat on our deck and had hors d'oeuvres and drank some wine and and so i saw them this morning walking down the trail in front of our house again and i went and said hi to them and then i realized wait a minute i'm wearing the same shirt <laughs> same shorts same everything that i wore yesterday <laughs> And, I do that too. And this I will go outfits, on for like three or four think, days. I'm wearing yeah. the same clothes. and I've got, I think outfits have three a three-day, yeah. I think and, that's perfectly fine. And, but I, I know, but I've got all these drawers full of shirts and things, but I always <laughs> default to maybe two or three yeah. that I wear most of the time. And yeah. last year, a couple of years ago, I moved a relative of ours. I came over with a work crew, and we were going to move them from one house to another. And this is one of those people that was totally unprepared when you show up. It's yeah. like, oh, I bet she's been putting boxes together, and she's got all this stuff, and she's uh, very organized, and all the, the drawers will be empty. No, nothing. We had to empty every drawer, and I would mm. I would come up to a drawer, and I'd say, please, God, please, God, please, God. I'd open it. It's crammed with stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. So we got, and we got, and when you have somebody move you, help move you, you, you are, you put or put your privacy aside, because they're going to see everything. Right. All your warts and all your embarrassing items and what have you. If right. you don't do a little advance work before everybody shows up. Right. And so this woman had boxes and boxes and boxes of shoes, like you said. And none mm -hmm. of them worn yet. They had price mm -hmm. tags still on them. Mm -hmm. and, but, but it is that same thing. You, you see it. I got to have it. I got to have yeah. it. And yeah, if you I just still... sit and have a debate with yourself, wait a minute, how do you have to have it? You, you wear only three pairs of shoes. You can't debate. You cannot have a reasonable conversation with uh. yourself when you're liquored up, okay? <laughs> when you're liquored up, you're like, oh, my God. I better get – here's my. Here's what happens to me. Well, I the problem get, is that both of you, both of you are liquored up. <laughs> I better get them now or they're going to not be there tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Drunk. Drunk. It's a mean old bottle they call moonshine. Red, red wine, so mellow and fine. Come home at night with a swimming in the head. Reach for the pillow, miss the whole darn bed. Drunk. Drunk. All right. Average, uh, average age is around 40 years old. You Drunk. might be surprised to know that it skews a bit more male than female. You might think that it would be women who would do, be doing it, but it's actually 53% of males are doing this. Oh, Income boy. around 90000 or more, um, which is more than, than double the national average of people. So, um, But so they, they started listening, listing um, some of the crazy things that people were buying. Um, one guy bought, he said, he goes... I bought a $2,000 pair of night goggles. Don't know why, but that's what I bought. I was drunk and I decided I needed them. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, need, just, I need them at yeah. night to be able to find the bar. Working on a night news. Trying to make some front page driving news. Working on a night news. Just made, made me laugh. So I didn't feel too bad that I bought my, my automatic... And here's what's really fascinating about Okay, now, this. but now you're sober. This morning you're sober. No, exactly, exactly. And do, do you think, do I need these retractors? Because could exactly. I send them back? 
exactly. So they did a one of the questions on the study was, did you have buyer's remorse and return it? And let me just see here. 80. Okay, so no. Oh, we're guys. Here we go. Uh, so 94% of people did not regret buying their drunk purchase. 80% of people did not end up returning their drunk purchase. So there you go. Well, isn't it hard to return stuff through Amazon anyway? Oh, no, no. It's a piece of cake. All it you is? do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I always just... thought that was the downside of going shopping online is that it's such a hassle to return things. Whereas <laughs> um... if you go to a store, then you can go back to the store and say, oh, yeah. Give me my no, money I back. bought a I bought a big luggage set that I didn't like, and I put it back in the box, and I just took it back to an Amazon center. Like there's a little like a there's there's pickup centers now, uh, where you can pick stuff up from Amazon rather than have it shipped to your house if they're gonna if people are gonna steal it. So you you can ship it there, and then you can just take stuff back there, and they ship hmm. it for you. That's you cool. Just put it in the box and take it back. I um I needed to pick something up from FedEx. It was being delivered to our house and. And I've, as I've told you before, they're terrible out here. We've got the horrible post office you, run yeah. by, run by charlatans and mal- malcontents. I'm and sending your Christmas presents right now, even it's, it's, hey, ba- by the it's way, barely summer. So, by the way, I don't know if you received it yet. Maybe it'll come to d- tomorrow. But uh, I sent you some uh, birthday items, and then oh, I realized I didn't yet. Thank I realized you, that I I forgot, and I looked, and I mailed it, and then I looked, and oh wait a minute, here's the birthday card. So you're just going to get this random stuff. That doesn't even acknowledge why you got it oh. and tells you happy birthday. But thank anyway, you. So I'm it, looking forward to it. It's not. It's, it's no big deal. Not not as. It well. Do you have a retractable hose thing? Because <laughs> I just thought it would be something you might want. And I it, have two, but I'm thinking I might need a third one. Oh well, well, well you're we'll in for a big surprise. <laughs> probably tomorrow. <laughs> hey, thank speaking you. of uh, this is a weird transition, but. I just read an, a fascinating article we were talking about these mass shootings and all of this thing. Uh, but listen to this. Maybe you already knew this. But it's an opinion piece by an author of a book called The Mosquito, The Human History of Our Deadliest Predator. Mm, isn't and, that scary? When I found out that the mosquito killed more people than yeah. any other thing, like sharks and tigers and yeah. rattlesnakes combined. Yeah. All the people that sharks, tigers, and rattlesnakes have killed doesn't even add up to the amount of people that mosquitoes have taken out. Kills about 700,000 people a year. Yeah. 700,000 mosquitoes. Yeah. It's shocking. The way they say it works, the, the mosquito lands on your ankle, inserts two serrated mandible Ugh. cutting blades, Ugh. saws into your skin, Ugh. while two other retractors open a passage for the proboscis. And Ugh. then with this straw, she sucks your blood while a sixth needle pumps in saliva that Ugh. contains an anticoagulant that prevents the blood from clotting. This shortens the feeding time, lessening the likelihood that you're going to even smack that mosquito before she's already gone. Wow. And I, we why had a friend. Her, we, why, are you, why are you calling her a she? Well, that, why that's what, it, that's Why are you the, blaming it on, on the girl mosquitoes? She loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves you, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's uh, Timothy Weingard is the author. Uh, maybe he used to be a, uh, you know, maybe, maybe he was a sailor or something. And they always refer to ships in the, the female. Ah, uh, uh, she's yeah, she's so. he, she's looking good in the in the port today. Yeah. And cars too. She's real fine, my 409. She's real fine, my 409, my 409. People say there's no truth to the myth that mosquitoes prefer women over men or blondes or redheads. Uh, and you you probably run into people who say I don't know what it is. Mosquitoes just don't bite me. Well, that me. They're, they're living a, That's me. a dream. You never get bit? I never. I actually, my neighbor who we've gone out to. you have to, to go uh, outside. Been... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we, um, we went to an astronomy thing, uh, which was really cool uh, last summer. And, of course, you go when it's dark out, when, the, when, it, when it gets, you know, dusk. And uh, she was eaten up. I felt so bad for her. Her ankles the next day. Oh, my her God. Her arms, yeah. everything. And we were standing right next to each other, and I didn't have one single bite. So I don't know. I, I, don't know. I, I, so I don't buy that part of this. But yeah, like you mentioned, sharks. A shark, if a shark attacks you, it's the shark that's tearing the crap out of you. Then it's the shark that's going to eat you. It's right? the shark that could kill you. 
But mosquito doesn't directly harm anybody. It's the diseases they carry, of course. Right, right. Because the barrage of death. They and they've changed right. history. They're more lethal than any guns or manufactured weapons, anything that's been invented. They say they patrolled the marshes uh, during the Roman Empire and caused the fall of the Roman Empire. Really? The Visigoths, the Huns, the Vandals, all of these huge sweeps of history. Uh, the mosquito is a player in all of that. And yeah. malaria, of course, is the unsurpassed scourge of mankind. And that's, of course, the mosquitoes carry that disease. My well, dad, when he was in the service, contracted dengue fever. D-E-M-G. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, dengue, and there's West Nile virus and Zika. Remember the Zika scare? Yes, that Zika, was, West Nile. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and my dad was sick for a variety of reasons throughout his life, but this dengue fever was, never went away fully. Oh, wow. So it's a, it's a bad deal. And that, now they've got a thing out that they're working on called CRISPR, and it's a gene editing technology that will sp- can can you know snip out a section of DNA, and effectively could make the mosquitoes extinct. Humanity would never again have to fear the mosquito. But then they say, but the question is, how should we feel about that? Do we want to live in nature or do we want to live in Disneyland? If we kill these mm. disease mosquito species, will it just be a bunch of other species that will fill the niche? Would one yeah, disease because, be swapped yeah, out for another one? Yeah, you got then you got your ticks because ticks are right behind the mosquito. Ticks are terrifying because they can, you know. Yeah, and we have get, ticks in this part of the ugh, country. Ugh, scares, scares we don't the have, heck out of me. Oddly enough, uh, with speaking of our dogs, which I wasn't, but they we don't have uh, fleas here in Central Oregon, at least this part. But we have uh, a lot that's of ticks. They're all at, that's because they're all at my house. <laughs> I know. They all live here. All of the fleas in the world live at my house. Bastards. Yeah. Filthy bastards. See him bite, see him scratch, see him run around. These are signs, all true signs, that my dog has fleas. Yeah, it's kind. Of, it's 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 terrifying, and and we don't think of mosquito. We think of mosquitoes as being a nuisance, but they really are deadly. And I, you know, when I think about my neighbor and how many times she's gotten bit, I said, you know, you you got to figure out something to keep those. They they could kill you. Yeah. And she's like, nah, I just ah, I just get bit. And I'm like, oh well, okay. It's. Yeah. I have a friend who has to carry a bee kit around with him all the time. Mm-hmm. If he got a single bee sting, he could die in a very short period of time. So that's a part. Of, it's just part of his life. You have to, yeah. You have to, you have to carry that around with you. I just, we also uh, have a. I'm sorry. I Go just ahead. googled a new because I heard something when you're bringing this up about a new. There was some new disease now, as, as though the mosquitoes don't have enough deadly things. They a can new and improved with. disease. There's a new one that's spreading. Apparently, this is a. This is oh, this is disgusting. Now more deadly than ever. Yeah, it's a brain infecting <laughs> virus that that's happening in Florida. And it's it's one of the most dangerous, but they say, it, thankfully, it is one of the rarest mosquito-borne diseases that has been spotted. And, of course, starting in Florida. Oh so, my God. God. A brain, you, of all the infections that you could get in your body, and I've had infections in a lot of places. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the last place I want my, an infection is in my brain. Yeah. God. Well, in my case, it'd have to be pretty microscopic <laughs> for it to affect anything. That's uh, we, horrifying. Um, we have also heard in here in Central Oregon at the moment, there's a new type of, I don't know how new it is, but it's new to the area, a, 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 a wasp that goes about two inches <gasps> in length. And they say, and the problem with it is, besides the fact that it's a wasp, is that if you get it pissed off, it will chase you. You, Like if I go on long jogs, I think, oh, I'll just run away from this wasp. Not this guy, apparently. He'll follow you for miles to exact revenge. God. Just what I need. You know, I had last, a, a few summers ago... I think I told you the story about the... Did I say he will follow you for miles? I meant she will follow you for miles. Yeah, he. And I was messing around in a wood pile I shouldn't have been messing around in, and I pulled a log up and I heard a buzzing. I think I told you this. Yeah. And and in the moment I heard it, I went, oh, shit. (laughs) And I started running, and I told you, you cannot, you might think you can outrun a, a yellow jacket, 
a pissed off bee, you cannot outrun them. They will catch you every single time. And they stung me all over. They stung me in my head. They stung me up my shorts. They stung me down my bra. It was awful. They were a particularly angry mob of yellow jackets. They stung you in your shorts. They stung you down your bra. They must have been male wasps. They just, I tried to outrun them, and I was taking my clothes off and screaming in the middle of my yard. <laughs> I'm sure people walking by were like, oh, there's that crazy woman down the street again. Look at she, that. She drinks a lot. Oh, my God. She must be plastered. <laughs> Look at that. It was painful, too. They, those stings are nothing to be, um, to, when, when you say it hurts, it does hurt. And it hurt for days. Those stings are serious. So I had to get a bee guy out to get to get the, and he came in a hazmat suit. He had like a space helmet on. He had he had you know big moon gloves and boots. Yeah. And, and he goes, stay inside, ma'am, while I while I take care of this. I'm like, no problem. I locked the doors, shut the windows, and he. Well, even that's no guarantee that he's not going to get some stings. I mean, they 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 can work their way underneath things. No, that's why they taped. Like he had duct taped his pants. To the, his boots, they no, they they make sure that they're completely contained because mm. they you're right, they'll find a way, they'll chase you. You know, we we strut around this planet like we're all that. I know, but it, we are completely dominated by <laughs> by insects by many many trillions of numbers that will eat your face off. We yeah. have a thing down here now that appears usually about every seven years or so called the Pandora moth, but inexplicably this year it has appeared again suddenly. It's 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 not was that due the yet. Big was that that big moth I when I was yeah. at your house that looks yeah. like a bird. Yeah, they're they're yeah, big. They, yeah, they're huge. They are big and they are destructive. Oh, and they what are. What they do, is they they go into the the ground and they they sort of they kind of uh, they're like a vampire. They kind of lie there dormant for a long period of time. Maybe they're like a big je- blob of jelly in the ground, and then Ew. and then suddenly they rise again like a zombie at some point Ew. and they start flying around. So you're seeing them around town. They're everywhere. Mostly fluttering in their death throes on parking lots, but uh, they're they're very annoying. When you very say annoying. they're when you say that they're um, uh, you said that they were destructive. What do they do? do well, they they, they destroy trees. Nah, they well maybe, but they they uh, they re- can destroy trees. Like by what are they in, eating? Infestation. The trees? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, they're they're nasty. Wow. You don't want. I didn't, I didn't know moths ate trees. Well, they Are don't sure? directly eat them like a beaver, but they're but what they carry is uh, some sort of disease that withers the trees. In fact, I'm looking at six or seven of them right in front of our house here. Really? They got to be dropped. I mean, the trees are dead, deader than oh, doornails. Oh, wow. These moths also kill doornails, by the way. And the other thing we have here, we, once in a while we'll get a hummingbird coming to our flowers, and that's wonderful. But there is something that called the hummingbird wannabe. It is a, a called a sphinx moth, and it's big. Mm-hmm. And you would think it was a hummingbird in, unless you really study it closely. It's got the same fast wing action and all of that. And they zip between flowers very rapidly. And they, like uh, hummingbirds, are pollinators. A oh. wide variety of wildflowers and domestic plants, so they're not a bad thing. Uh, but uh, we're starting to see those uh, around as well. And you would swear it was a hummingbird, and tell you. I thought moths exam- came out at night. Are these like daytime moths or something? 
Well, you see them in the daytime because you got light working for yeah, you. But yeah. uh, so they may be trapped in your house or somewhere. But yeah, they're oh, they're God. more prevalent at night. Okay, yeah. well, yeah, they're, but they're harmless. Make, that doesn't make me happy. Uh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have brought it up. You know how hey, I um, feel about nature. I know, I know. You said you hate <laughs> nature. <laughs> And I'm starting to understand where you're so coming much. from. I hate it so much. I hate it so much. And I have to tell you, I had a nest of baby birds once again in a little thing on my porch. And one of the baby birds fell out. And baby Sherman said, oh, look, yeah, a little baby bird. And so he, I found a little dead baby bird. And But that's, you know, he just, he was looking at me like, what? That's my job. And I'm, I, I couldn't punish him, but. I hate Nate. That's why I hate nature. Yeah. Well, you know, I people probably, especially men, think I'm a total wimp. But I've never hunted in my life, and and as I've gotten older, yeah, that I, makes I, you wimpy. That makes I you find really myself wimpy. more and more, more and more unable to. Uh, I can't even kill a house plant uh, on purpose. I mean, yeah. Uh, so I, know. I, I Me let too. I let bugs uh, indoors, uh, outdoors, and yep. Uh, yep. And so I I mourned for a couple of days recently when i went to this little wading pool that i have set up for our dog who loves it and there was a little tiny squirrel inside of it that had drowned probably trying to get a drink and it just bummed me out so much it just went on for for a couple days oh i just hate to think little lives are snuffed out you see dead deer carcasses on the side of the road and stuff like that yeah. It bugs it bugs me, but this is the ebb and flow of life. We know it's part of of how the planet works, but it, it is still it, sucks. It's, it does suck. It does suck. It's done. Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. And another one gone. And another one gone. Another one bites the dust. Hey. I was thinking about this the other day. Well, first of all, there's this commercial that I maybe it's because of the stations I'm watching. Which maybe skew uh, with older people, but uh, there's it, there's. Are a, you watching me TV? <laughs> yes, I am yes, actually. Sometimes I know that's all old. I, I haven't lately, but yeah, I've kind of stopped watching it now. I, I go in these cycles. Yeah, but there's a thing, as you you know, many people would know this because a lot of people use them where you have, maybe you've had prostate problems or something, and so you have to wear a catheter. And this ad always jumps out at me. Attention, catheter patients on Medicare. I'm a professional cowboy, and I use catheters. Been cowboying for 25 years. I've broken 14 bones, had two concussions, and a punctured lung. I know pain, and I don't want any more of it, especially when I cath. Now, I use these new nearly painless catheters from Medical Direct Club. They hurt less. And try these new catheters. You won't know unless you try them. Give them a call now. You get your free, nearly painless catheter sample sent right to your home. Yeah, we we talked about this guy. Before. Did we? Yeah, yeah, the nearly painless thing. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Okay, we can skip it. Yeah. Nearly painless. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's not good enough. Nearly yeah. is not good enough. Yeah. But here's another thing I've noticed in our speech patterns, our speech uh, approaches, uh, lately, and maybe this is not that new thing, but there's a couple things that I I've noticed. It's the use of the, and I see, hear it all the time. Yeah, you know something? I I was just thinking in my brain a moment ago. I was just thinking in my head. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm thinking, well, okay, where else you going to think? In your butt? In your butt? In your, in your, in your left knee? When, Some people do. Yeah. Uh, or I, 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 I had a, it put a smile on my face is another <laughs> one that bugs me. Yeah, well, that's the only place to be there. Again, where would you, where else right. would it be? Right. Yeah. Uh, so let's see what else. Oh, hey, um, you discovered this and alerted me to this, and I don't know what we can do about it. What? But it is uh, it's disturbing, and oh, it's more yes. it's I know more what you're evidence. Say. I know what you're yeah. going to say. Go ahead. We're, this podcast is being hacked by the Russians. Yes, it is. It is. So I get a report. Um, uh, I get a report uh, from WordPress. Well, our, our our website is a WordPress website. So I have a 
I have filters and monitors and all sorts of things that will alert me as the administrator of people who might try to get in, um, try to sign on and get into our website and, and just anybody who's trying to hack into the website. So, yeah. And most yeah. of the time it's pretty innocuous and there's not much activity. But and, I, and it's not really even an individual. It's these bots and all these right. computer programs. Who knows yeah. how it happens? But in, in a way, I would be want. I would feel very flattered. Oh, the Russians think this podcast is significant enough right. that they would want to hack into it. So Thank I, you very much. So I got a report. This was uh, earlier last month that said that the uh, there. So we have a firewall built into our our site. A lot of people do, but this report came back to me. And it said that it had blocked 155 attacks over the last 10 minutes. And it listed all of the attacks. All of them, you want to know what they said? The Ru- There's some uh, Russian Federation was blocked from trying to get into our little podcast website. Those dirty commies. They're trying to find any way to, even our little podcast, they're trying to find any open window. And it's still really... It still really is jarring when you heard Mueller's testimony a while back where he said, uh, they're still doing it, you guys. Right now, as we sit here, they're still trying to to to, to get in and, 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 and mess with our 2020 election. And it still blows my mind that people go, oh, that's not, that's a hoax. That's not true. I have... I have well, I know the... Mitch McConnell's not that worried about exactly. it. Exactly. Well, yeah, he's not that worried because he's in bed with them. So, there you go. Ooh, that's kind of a kinky thought. Yeah, I know. Ugh. But anyway, so... Both him and and Putin with no shirts on. I Ooh. have the proof right Ooh. here. I sent you a screenshot of it because I'm like, well, they're trying to infiltrate us. I wonder what they'll no. find. <laughs> I wonder if we're the key to everything. Maybe Wouldn't we, that be great? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, it'd be great if we if we can. I wish we, we can we were, take them down. Yeah. Well, I wish we were that important, but I don't know. So. I think we are. I, I think we are. I don't know, but. Hey, I just want to ask you quickly because I've been thinking about this. Uh, what is your greatest fear? Uh, now, I think there's the obvious fears, like a fear of being killed or fear of being tortured. It can be it can be more of a phobia like snakes or spiders and what have you. But beyond those kind of things, what's your greatest fear? Because I realize what my greatest fear is just the other day, and it is I well let is, me let me answer your question. Okay, I, yeah, absolutely. I didn't know I did. I just sprung I this on thinking, you, so I didn't know if you were ready thinking. to answer this. I'm I I I think I am because I this has cropped up for me a number of times, and I think it's because of my. My particular situation. I think that my my greatest fear is dying alone. I, I, I know that sounds. I knew you were going to say that. I know. I just that's my thing. I'm just I'm afraid I'm going to be by myself and scared and. Well, at least if you were strangled, you wouldn't be alone. I don't know. I don't know. That mine doesn't rise to the level of yours. Now I feel how shallow I am. <laughs> Can't wait to but, hear this. Are you? Wait a second. But, uh, are you afraid of? I don't know. Running out of money or? Oh yeah, of course that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's my second greatest fear. But that. But that's all. That's already happened. So. <laughs> no, my my greatest fear because I realize how many dreams I have about this mm. is test taking. <gasps> I just hated taking tests, and I still get the quivers every time I think about it. That's I, not I, that's not a fear. You know that te- that test take but go ahead. I'm going to look this up for you and tell you what that dream means. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean that. Patty and I like to watch Jeopardy. And uh and so I will uh, I will watch it and I can do pretty well at it, but I realize if I was on Jeopardy, I probably would choke big time and I would make I'd be like in the hole 2000 bucks. And then I can leave uh, leave the stage and watch the show, and I can get a lot of the answers right because there's no pressure. Right. So and it is that there's something that happens to your brain that you have to surmount yeah. to do well on tests. Yeah. You can even choke on things that you know. Right. Questions that you know the answer to. Right. And it's like there's two. We were talking about two different people trying to talk each other out of buying retractable hoses. It's like that in <laughs> test taking. You got this other guy said, "No, you don't know the answer. Right. No, you're too stupid. You, you're going to fail." 
Yeah, so that, like, no, it, I'm not. that apparently, it sounds pretty obvious to me without even doing a dream interpretation, if you believe in that thing, that that's just an issue of, of anxiety and not having much, is, is more of an indication that you don't trust your abilities that much. Pat, you no. are a smart guy, and you've got, oh, anx- yeah. got anxiety. <laughs> your, your self-esteem and confidence, you should have a higher sense of that, but you don't. I can, I've known you a long time, and you're... You're one of the most amazing human beings I've ever met, but I know you've Thank got you. you got that little you know. But everybody has anxiety, everybody has self esteem yeah. issues. But that if you're having those recurring dreams, that's all your anxiety is doing is saying, you know. You, so you need to believe in yourself, man. Believe in yourself uh, more, man. I guess so, man. <laughs> I, I guess that's why are right. you so hard on yourself, man? I gotta give this. I'm gonna for some reason a class. There's a class reunion coming up in two weeks. That was a class that that I wasn't even in. It's like uh, you know a year, two years later than I graduated. But they've asked me to come and see it. Oh, fun! And, and so I had this dream, and I woke up this morning, kind of all in a panic, that I had showed up for this reunion, and I had left. All of my notes, all <laughs> what I was going to say at home, I've and it was too late. I've done that before, too. I And right now, I actually have a wedding. I'm perf- my niece is getting married. And yes, we- I had the same dream the same night. One, yeah. I, I was given One this week. wedding, and I had it all planned yeah, out, and yeah. then I... Forgot my notes, or yep. I never planned them in the first place. Yep. And now I think, can I just can I just wing it? Yep, that's that, what that, I did that in the dream. Be, that would that wouldn't be doing a great service to the people getting married. I don't even. I'm not even sure of some of their names. Yeah. I. I what am I gonna do? I just. Oh man. Yeah. And that was another dream that woke me up. Yeah. You're so gonna that, be okay. It, it, it means something, but I don't know. I already told you what it meant. Maybe it means I shouldn't shouldn't be bothering to sleep at all. No, I just told you what it meant. Do you have a joke for us today? Because we started off really, thank you for for cheering me up because I I woke up very, uh, this was a very upsetting morning. And you've cheered me up now, so I'd love to end with a a good joke. Okay, here we go. This joke was, uh, and I I would encourage this, by the way, to our our listeners, uh, or listener, Maybe that guy we heard at the beginning. Uh, yeah. If you want to send me a joke, you know, I do these jokes at the end of these things, and we just kind of got into this thing because we want to leave, even when we're talking about uh, yeah. sordid matters, yeah. uh, with with a laugh, mm-hmm. if we can generate one. And this was a joke given to me by a friend of mine who also listens to the podcast. He lives in Wisconsin, and uh, he said, let me see what you think of this joke, and you can tell this one to Lisa, and, and feel free to embellish the joke, and of course I will. So here is the joke, courtesy of Tony from Green Bay. Awesome. There were these three adult sons, and uh, they all went out into the world, and they all prospered. They all did very well. Their names were Ed, Ned, and Fred. Ed became a very successful lawyer. He worked for a big firm, made a bunch of money. Ned became a doctor, The other, another brother, Ned. So we got Ed and Ned. And Ned uh, became like not just a world-class physician, but he was a, someone who uh, was able to study diseases and had a number of uh, studies written up in the big medicine magazines. And then there was the third brother, Fred, who became a hedge fund manager, and he also made a big amount of money. Very, very successful, all three of them. So they got together one day, and they decided to discuss the gifts that they wanted to give to their mother. Their mother was about to have her 90th birthday. And they thought, let's let's all give her great gifts. And so Ed Ed decided, I'm going to build her a big house. She's always lived in this little small apartment. We're gonna, I'm going to build her a big, big, glorious house. That was Ed's contribution. Ned said, I'm going to give her a Mercedes, the nicest Mercedes automobile that they make. And I'm not only that, but it's going to come with a driver. Mm. And then Fred said, you know what, you guys? That sounds fine, but I got you both beat. Because you know, what do we know about mom? She loves the Bible. Plus, she doesn't see very well, so it's hard for her to read the Bible. And then Ed says, yeah, she sure doesn't see well. Last time I saw her, I had to get up real close to her before she even recognized me. He said, exactly. But let's get back to the Bible thing. So it's hard for her to read it. So what I did was I sent her a parrot that can recite the entire Bible. 
It's true. It took 20 monks in a monastery 15 years to teach this parrot, and I had to pledge $100,000 a year to the monastery for 20 years. But, man, it was worth it because Mom is going to love it, and Mom only... All she has to do is name the chapter and the verse. It can be Old Testament. It can be New Testament. That parrot will recite it for her. Wow. And so some time went by, and then Mom later sent out thank you notes. And she said, Ed, I'll do her voice. Ed, the house you gave me is too big. It's, I'm the only one here. The house is too big. I just live in one room, and then I have to clean the whole house. Too big. It's too big. Then she says to Ned, I'm too old to travel. I, I stay at home. I never use a car, and I'm never going to use the Mercedes, and the driver is so rude. He's so rude. And then she says, finally, to the third son, Fred. You, Fred, are the only son to have the good sense to know what your mother likes. And I've got to tell you, that chicken was delicious. <laughs> That's a good one. Thank you, Tony. for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Oh.